This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching, so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Okay, so your story, like, I knew like, your story. Are we already recording? No. <clears throat> okay, so. <laughs> okay. Should we just go ahead and start? Okay, let's like just start. 10 years. First I, I was literally talking about it with my girlfriend on the way here because she was asking about you. I was like, first of all, she's like sunshine walking into a room. That's just how you've always That's been. That's really sweet. But I said, I have known Caroline for the longest time. I remember I one of my favorite. On oh my gosh, multiple dates. But like, and like, the, like me with you too. I was like, oh, this guy would be great for you. But like when I first met you, like we would like, I, I have... My favorite memory is us drinking Margs at Taco Mamacita. Which no longer exists. No longer exists. But like. Talking about boys. I think, I think <laughs> the best part about like this town, and I was, I was saying this recently, it's like you, like in t- I've lived here for almost 12 years and you've lived just, like, I feel like I've lived so much life, but then I can always go back to certain points in my life and remember certain people. And like, even though we haven't really like, spent a lot of time with each other in the last, like we see each other, we see each other probably like three or four times a year at yeah. kids' birthday parties or stuff like that. And of course like, ah, love you. <laughs> we need to hang out. And it never happens. Never but, happens. But like all those memories, it's just, you never like, you can't make old friends, you know? I get that now. You know, yeah. I didn't always get that. Yeah. But okay, so let me do a quick little introduction. I am so excited to be here with Raylin. I, like you're saying, I've known you forever. Since I was 18. And how old are you now? I'm be 30 this year. 30? 29. Man, life is so good at 30. Gosh. I just turned 40. 
Don't even. I'm telling you, 40 has been so great, but it's also like, whoa. Like, it's coming in layers. My my thoughts about 40, yeah. 40 like I was super stoked about when it happened and like, just like layers yeah. keep hitting afterwards. Like, oh my God, like I'm halfway through my life and yeah. you can't li- rely on your like sex appeal anymore. Like I leaned so hard on my looks in my 20s and 30s. And uh-huh. it's like, somebody said this, when you're 40, it's like, nobody wants to like, you know, like, do you, you know, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like people are like, man, I want to like get with that 40 year old. You are like a very attractive 40 year old. -old. Thank you. you. I'm not saying like, if I didn't know that you were 40, I would think you were like, and if I didn't know that I was about to be 30, let's say like (laughs) age isn't a number. And I just had to guess. I would say you're maybe like 34, 33. I feel about that. You know what I'm saying? Like you look great, but it's weird because like, and I started prepping for this in my late thirties. I was like, I'm going to prep for 40. And, and I like, I cut off all my hair. I dyed it dark. I, st- I remember I st- that phase. I stopped my Botox. I took off lashes. I was like, who are you underneath all this stuff? Yeah. Caroline, because I don't know who you are and you're about to be 40 and don't have a midlife crisis, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did not want to have a midlife crisis. And cause I just didn't want to rely on, I, I have so much more than yeah. like looks, but when you get into this music industry and this entertainment industry, like you rely so much on your image and your branding and how people perceive you that like, I just wanted to know how I perceived myself without all of that. And like, without trying to be something for so long. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't freak out at 40, but anyway, so we have known each other now. And now for, like, yeah, I feel like you're like back. Coming to, back. I'm like, put the Botox, also, get the lashes. Like, it, I think it's good to figure out that. And you know what? You found that out. And I remember, I remember seeing you at, Jen Wayne's baby shower. Oh, yeah. And you were telling me, you're like, I'm I'm just figuring myself out right now. She's like, I'm not getting Botox. I'm like, I was like, you do you, okay, boo-boo. I don't Go know why you're doing that. I haven't done this. I haven't drank in nine months because I just had that Daisy and I haven't had Botox. I was like, so shoot up my face and I will take a shot. I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, no, but that's, hey, I'm I'm proud you went through that. That's good. Well, you know, life is it crazy. It takes time. It does. This whole journey of life is so wild. And that's why like, I'm so excited to talk about you. Okay, so Raylan, you are the shining star. You have been... I actually was thinking about this a lot before our interview. I was like, man, you have processed your whole life in front of the world through your songs because you went on the voice when you were like, what? How old were you? I was 17 when I was on the show because I was a minor. So, so I you went, it was just before 18. And you had your big flower in your hair mm-hmm. and your big petticoat skirts, dresses, yeah. dresses. And you went on The Voice and you made such an impact. It was season two. It was so new. Everybody was watching it. I don't feel like TikTok and Instagram and all that was like none, what it none is. None of that was what it was. So people would like watch these shows. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's American everything. Idol, The Voice was the TikTok and the Instagram. It was. Before TikTok. Now everybody has a platform and those shows are Which great. Which is cool, but the shows don't. Have the they impact they used they, to. They don't have the impact that they used to because, like, everybody has a platform. Right. Which is, I, I think that there's pros and cons to both of it, to both of them. But, yeah, I mean, it was, when I was on the show, it was definitely a different time than it is now. It is. And I want to talk to you about the yeah. platform thing because you have yeah. a huge platform. But you went on The Voice. You made such an impact. Blake Shelton, like, fell in love with you like a little sister. He took you under his wing. And still, he's like your big brother. I love him. I feel like. And he, like, really, like, scooped you up. And you kind of, like, went straight into the big whirlwind of country music. Industry, yeah. Right away, you became great friends with Miranda Lambert and, like, all these celebrities, mm-hmm. like, instantly, when you were 17, started writing songs. You put out a single immediately, and you were just, like, in it, like, fast. It was fast. I don't think that I, so, 20 and 21, I started, like, kind of processing my life, like, with actually with a therapist. <laughs> um, <laughs> it takes a minute to, it like. It takes a minute to, like, actually be like, okay, no, I'm ready for this. And I don't really, I don't think I fully grasped how much of a whirlwind it was to be, a girl from Baytown, Texas, you know, 
helping with worship every Sunday at church to being on a huge show to then being in Nashville and being amongst all of these artists that I grew up listening to. Every day I remember thinking how the heck am I here? The only reason why I'm here is because of Jesus. And like the only reason why I'm here is because like, I mean, it's not me because it's like I, I couldn't have, you can't, you can't plan or work hard enough for something like that. It, it honestly just happens. It has to happen. It just has to happen and it has to be what, what God wants. And it's like, and when I think back on that, especially now going into my 12th year of being in Nashville, I mean, I'm just like, and I'm like, I'm still here. <laughs> like, it's just, it, it, it's wild. Of it, too. it has been, it has been some seasons, but I will say the voice when, when I was on that show, I mean, I was the first, um, so they tell you what episode you're going to be on, but they don't tell you where you're going to be at in the episode. So I got an email and it was like, okay, you're going to be on the first episode and th- and this episode's going to be the, uh, right after the Super Bowl. So Whoa. it was the, it was like Super Bowl. And then right when the Super Bowl ended, the voice started. Oh my God. And how many eyeballs are watching that? I know. And so, but I didn't know. So I was like, I was praying I was going to be on the first episode. Cause I was like, that's going to be the biggest episode, obviously, because if somebody's still watching the Super Bowl, they're just going to leave it on the TV. I and sure the would. Voice, yeah. And so anyways, they, they told me, all right, you're in the first episode. I was like, oh my God, I'm on the Super Bowl episode. It was so exciting. And it was hilarious because everybody, so our, my family has a church in Texas. And so everybody at the church was watching the Super Bowl and they were all staying to watch my episode at the church. It was hilarious. And so I was like, I hope, I wonder how many we're gonna have to get there. Like, where am I gonna be at the episodes? And then it goes, you know, I think the Patriots won that year. And, and then it, you know, it's showing the voice and I'm like, oh my God, the season starts. And literally Five minutes into the episode, it goes, our first contestant, Raylan. You were the first one? And I was like, what? And I was freaking out. I was like, how can this be? Like, what the heck? So, and this is a funny backstory to that. My husband was, um, was at his uncle's house, and his uncle is Michael W. Smith, which is hilarious and then a lot of people know that his uncle is michael and did y'all grow up together huh we we, we knew each other but we didn't grow up together like you we loved him forever josh is yeah, the one you yeah, always yeah. loved oh, and i want to get into yeah. we got to get oh, into yeah. the josh yeah, yeah, era I love josh but i'm just saying like so but the funny thing is, is he was over at michael's watching the super bowl with like mike fisher and like other other people or whatever and you knew him at that point um or you did no, not know i did him. not know him. you did not I know did him did yet not know him at all he's just he sees you so he said i'll never forget michael was like oh we know we know her she's um you know and he was saying that that's ray like and i was like what and so he was like he said he remembers being at the house watching he was like who's this you know cute country girl just coming up on there he goes wow she's got a lot of sass so it's so funny because it's a memory in his head of like being there and, and watching it too but anyway so after that like and and too like social media was so different back then like but I remember I went from having like 400 followers what was on, it platform on twitter Twitter. Twitter. Oh my God. Which is now X. Do you do Twitter stuff? I, uh, do you do all the, it's a full-time job to do all these platforms. I get forms. stressed. That's do you do you them all? No, I, I, not really. But you do TikTok and Instagram I, I and try, Facebook. I try and, to keep ugh. up. Now I'm just like trying keep to up. post once a day. I, it's just, I have a team for that. It's I just too get much. too much. It's and too I'm much. a mom. It just, it doesn't work. Yeah. But anyways, so I literally watched my Twitter, which is now ancient, <laughs> go from 500 followers to over almost 15,000 followers, which was a big deal. That's big. Back 
in the day. Like, I mean, yeah. now it's like that can happen overnight if you go viral. But you were talking, you know, 12. 12 years ago or yeah. 11 years ago. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> and it was, it was really cool. So after that show, you know, I didn't win that show. People think that I won. I did not win. You won I mean, though. You won because you got the goods. Yeah. But I, I won in the fact of, I'm so thankful I didn't win because I got to own more of my, my work. If I would have made it through to the top, like, thank you, Jesus, for looking out for me. Um, He's always looking you know, out for you. If I would have made it, to you know won the whole show I wouldn't have I would have had to sign a 360 deal and if you don't know what that is it's just basically like your label and everything they own all your music everything and with me not having gone that far I got to own the songs that I write mm. and pick what you know publishing company I want to go with and I mean I was 17. 17 or just turned 18 green as hell like and I didn't know what any of that stuff did Blake guide you he Nashville? really did help me and so he was a really big just advocate for me and just kind of helping me find managers and like, you know, somebody that I leaned on to ask questions and kind of fight for me in that way and took me on tour and he took you, know, you on tour right away. Yeah, he took me on tour right so away. He straight from the voice. Yeah. He, um, to a tour with Blake Shelton. Tour with Blake Shelton. And then I tour with Miranda and then Rascal Flat. And it just, honestly, it just, it all f- felt like oh, it, when I think back on it, I don't even remember what life was like. You know, I remember being gone so much that I had to like, I have a chihuahua named Dolly and she's still alive. Can you believe Dolly's still Dolly alive? Dolly got lost for a minute. She I'll did. never forget when she got lost. <laughs> she got lost in the cold. We found her. Oh my God. But that was she, like a four day search. But like, I remember being gone for so much, so like so much. I had to take her back to Texas and let her stay with my dad because, and my mom. But like, I just, because that's, I was like, God made girls year. I think I was home maybe 50 days that whole year. And, and you're 18 years old? I was 19. First of, that's a lot, 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 lot yeah. to handle when you're that age. Yeah, and I was still, you know, I think, you know, when I look back, I'm, I'm so grateful for my journey and I'm grateful for how young I was, like all of it. I, I would never, you can't, you know, I would never say shoulda, woulda, coulda, or I would have done it this way. But one thing, if I had to go back, you know, it is a lot it is a lot to grow up in front of an industry. And I think what's hard, what's been harder for me now being 30 or almost 30 or 29 is it's like when I decided to not wear petticoats anymore and I decided to wear jeans, like that was like the biggest deal. Or when I decided to not wear the flower in my hair, like when I was just naturally growing up and, you know, when I wanted to not sing about kissing frogs and God made girls and I wanted to start saying stuff that actually mattered to me and like heartbreak and what it's like to be in love and be married. Like when I started changing and becoming a woman in front of people, when you're on a national television show, people don't really know how to see you any other way. Mm. And so it was kind of hard for me to not like, it, it was hard, but it wasn't. I will say my fans that have been with me have been along this journey and they're moms now. I mean, when I do shows now, the, you know, I see them with their kids, which is so cool. But it was, that was probably the hardest part was, Growing up in front of an industry that didn't, like, when you're, when you're 17, 18, because you don't know who you are at 18, no. even 18, 19, even in my early 20s. I, I just figured I still, it out. I feel like I'm just now finding myself yes. in my late 20s. And, like, I'm so confident. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you don't like me. I just want to love my family, Josh and Daisy, and do what I love and screw everybody else. That's just kind of the way I'm But at. you never had like your Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears moment, you know, because when you, ha- when you do <laughs> grow up that fast, there's yeah. usually a moment where you're 
brain explodes because like, it starts to hit you that yeah. all these people now have huge opinions about your life mm-hmm. and you don't know how to process it. And then you have, I mean, I, I've been processing my childhood in my early 20s all the way through my 30s mm-hmm. privately, you know, yeah. you're processing that publicly, you know, and so like, and through your songs, you mm-hmm. know, it's like everybody's weighing in on your life through your songs because you're processing it through your songs. So it's like everybody has an opinion about you through your whole, ado- like not adolescence, like teenage into 20s, yeah. these fundamental years mm-hmm. where you're figuring it out. It's like everyone's judging you. Yeah, it's, it's a, how did you not have that moment where your head fell off? I think it was, it had to have been Josh. Josh and, that's Josh and Jesus, because me and Josh, Josh and me, Jesus, you know, I, so I, I got married very young. I mean, we got married at 21. Everybody said, we, don't do it. Oh yeah. I mean, we, so we started dating when I was 18. We broke up for two years and then we got back together. And I, when I met Josh, I was like, this is my person. Where'd you meet him? I met him at church in Franklin. So, so okay. So he lived in a different city. Y'all knew each other. Well, he kinda. went to Belmont. Okay. Yeah, he and went then to Belmont. Okay, okay. And then, um, so we, we, I knew him through like mutual friends and stuff. But I met him at church, and um, I mean, obviously, he's so cute. And but he's so sweet. He has such a gentle spirit, but he's also very strong, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, everybody, you know, everybody's journey is different. I mean, my sister didn't get married till she was thirty, and I think everybody like has to go through whatever process. But I, for me, I've always been an old soul, and I'm like, if I if this is my person, I'm just going to go for it. Why would I wait? you know, five or six years when we could have had five or six years under our belt in marriage. And like, I just, I didn't have to wait. And so we got married at 21. Oh, but. Is he 21 too? No, he was 23 or 24. Like he was, he's about three years older than me. Sometimes four, depends on what, what time of the year. But he, um, no, I mean, everybody told me that, you know, like not everybody, but people in the industry were like, oh, you've got to be available. You've got to be, you know, single or like, this is not, you know, this is gonna, you don't want to, like, you don't want to do this, you're too young, and, and the one thing that I'm so grateful for is, I always call it my God gut, like, genuinely, like, I think if I wasn't so steadfast in who I was as a person, and who I was, and, like, Jesus, I would have believed that, oh, I can't get married, or oh, I'm not gonna do that, but I was just, like, I've always had this mindset of, like, what we're doing now is so, it is important and being and releasing music and the fans are important. All of it's important, but also it's like in 30 years, I don't want to look back or in 40 years, I don't want to look back and be like, what did I, what legacy did I leave behind? And the legacy that you leave behind of course is in in music or whatever, but it's also in your children and your marriage and who you impact. And so I was just like, I don't care what you say. And if I make a mistake, I make a mistake, but let me do that myself. Mm. But like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I know this is right, and I'm not going to miss out on the love of my life. I'm not going to let, you know, just ancient dudes who are married <laughs> and have a bunch of kids and have lived life tell me how to live my life. Mm. Like, And I think back if I would have listened to them, and it's like I'm about to celebrate my ninth year of marriage, and I look at my baby girl, Daisy, and she's she'll be three in September. She's two and a half, and it's like, I'm better in music. I'm a better songwriter. I'm a better everything because of my husband, because of my child. And I, like, I see my fans, and my fans aren't single, running the streets, like, whatever. No, they're women who are married, who are raising children. I mean, not all of them might be married, but you know what I'm saying? They're 
they're adults, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to appeal to the younger audience too. Like, if you like my music, hell yeah, jump on. But like, I feel like the one thing that I've really settled into is like being right where I'm at and that being like, okay. And and I I think the reason why I didn't go rogue when I was younger, like you were saying, back to your question, <laughs> full circle, is because I had a stability with my husband and my faith, mm. you know? Something I have noticed in the music industry now, because I've been in it uh, like 20 years, and oh, so wow. many different life life versions of myself, is nobody knows anything. People have good <laughs> ideas, yeah. and people have like done stuff that works, and there mm-hmm. are some formulas, and there are some definitely like- There's a system. There's a system. It doesn't work for everybody. But it doesn't work for yeah. everybody. And as soon as you're not hot, these people who would have told you- don't get married. Don't do all this. But as soon as like you're not hot for one second, they throw you away anyway. And they don't mm-hmm. care where you made these big life decisions mm-hmm. based on yeah. their thoughts. But now if it's not working and you're not the hot sizzling thing, it's like they're going to get rid of you anyway. And then you made these decisions for them that now you're stuck with like all this just the, your, the ashes that you yeah. didn't really, that weren't really true to you anyway. And so I feel like that's why it gets so confusing for young people in the music industry and, and this field because they're listening to all these mm-hmm. older people who are just trying to make money off of them. And, and they don't really care. And they don't really care. And the ones that do care, like there are people and they know who they are that have been with me through different multiple work record deals. Um, the ones that actually care are your fans for life and they'll pick up the phone when you call. I mean, I have friends in this industry, I mean, because I've been here for 12 years that know me, that, you know, understand like who I am as a songwriter, artist, mother, all of it. And when I call them, they'd pick up the phone and answer at any time because I have those relationships. And those are the, those are the people like that. That's one thing that I will say is the industry is full of people like you said, but they're also full of incredible people that, would you know be out be there for you through anything and and I've definitely seen that too like that's why when I'm talking to like a new artist in town and um it's so crazy now I've become the artist that like goes to coffee mentor like mentor which I actually love like I am so thankful for the women that were you know you know held my hand on the way up and I think it's so important and it's like I'm still learning too but the one thing that I always say is make genuine relationships. Don't be fake. Like when you go to lunch with Don't somebody. Don't you have a song called like, Fake Girl Yeah, Fake Girl Town. Then like when you go to lunch with somebody, get to know them as a person before you can figure out what they can do for you. I'm not saying you shouldn't network and try to figure out ways to work together. That's not the point. You should. But you never like get to know the person, get to know them. And those are the relationships of mine that have lasted forever. Mm. And be there for them. And, and, and that, that is bigger than anything that you can do in this industry is when you can impact somebody. And, and then I, th- you know, cause it's like life's going to move on. People get, first of all, music, music industry is like musical chairs. Somebody could get a big job or somebody could end up working somewhere else and you be there for them through a time that they need to be. So it's just like, when I think about, you know, the landscape of me being here and I think about all the different positions, people that I know, have you know some people have gone here some people aren't doing music anymore that were hot when I was like artists like and then it's like you get to see them again and you just know the life that they've lived and it's just it's cool it's cool but that's why I always say like get to know somebody truly for themselves Mm -hmm. and I mean of course you're gonna collaborate but people want to collaborate with people that they love totally you know and I feel like do anything for you if, if you're a good person
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So you, I agree with you. So you don't want to get like dazzled or glamored by all the stuff in the beginning. It's yeah. so important to get to the depth of it, which is really hard to do when you're young. It is hard to do. It's really hard. I've always hard. been an old soul, though. Yeah, I, you're I, really special. I, mean, I was like, I was hanging out with, I didn't hang out with anybody my age. You've always hung, hung out with I older hung people. Out with, oh, I hung, always hung out with older people. It was hilarious. I remember being at like, sorry, I'm going to say, I was, you know, underage at Losers, okay, <laughs> getting through the back door. And I'm hanging out with all the old, like, and at the time, like, I was my 18, they were like in their 30s, 40s, but I've always been an old soul and like, you know, people, 
I had so many like brothers that would look out for me. Like obviously Blake, like, like everybody that was here were just like, and the songwriters, like everybody looked at me like their little sister. And it felt, I was so, when I say I was so blessed, like it was, it was epic. But I, I mean, but I always hung out with older people. Like I didn't even really find friends my age until I would say till like my early twenties, you know? Um, but I don't really like, I mean, me and Maddie and Tay hung out a lot. And I still love those girls, like, because we went on radio tour together. And um, they're still rocking. They're still rocking. I mean, we always talk. Me and us three have probably lived a lot of the same life because we came here at the same time. We were at the same, you know, uh, publishing company for a while. I think they're still there. And then now we all have babies. So me, we've all, like, been through life together. And we, we, like, literally, when I tell you, I saw them every week on the road for, like, two years doing radio tour when we were both on that schedule. Like, that was, that was our life. So I, but there's somebody like just love. Ugh, I want to talk about your, some specific songs, yeah. but have you weathered some hard storms in this industry where you felt like it's over or like, cause you came out hot as can be. And then, you know, like with everything that comes out, there's going to be like yeah. a dip and then a rise and a yeah. dip. And I interviewed Marie Osborne one time and she was like, you know, I asked her advice. She's like, just be nice to everybody because you see everybody on the way up, you see people coming down and it's going to switch. And it's like, you're going to yeah. see the people going up and down. It's like an elevator, you mm -hmm. know, it's like, and if you can ride it, you're going to be up and you're going to be down for a long time. It's mm -hmm. just a wave. Was there ever a moment in the beginning where you're like, Oh my gosh, like I am like, I can't handle this. Or like it, it felt like, did you ever have a low moment? Oh my God. I had tons of low moments. Um, I can vividly remember, Two or three. I remember after um, one of my singles, I think it was for a boy. Um, you know, because God Made Girls peaked at like 15 or something like that. And um, when they they released for a boy to country radio. And then I right before I went on stage. And I just like... At this point, I was already in a mental fog. You can tell by my outfit. I mean, I will show you. I, I don't even know what the hell I wore on stage to the Riverfront stage. I was wearing, I actually showed this picture to my girlfriend because I was like, remember when I wore this on stage? I was wearing like tights with shorts. I was figuring, by the way, I was figuring out who the hell I was. I was wearing, one time I was wearing like Care Bear tops with freaking Doc Martens. And I'm like, I had the worst style. I feel like that like, could be cute. It was cute, but it was like, <laughs> But like I said, I was figuring out who the hell I was yeah, in yeah. front of the world. Like, That's and I was a lot. Just trying to be funky and cool and <laughs> do something different, you know. And now I'm back to cowgirl boots and jeans and petticoats. Like, you know, you always come back, back around. But I'm just saying, like, I. But I remember when they they told me right before I got on stage, which was so shitty. They're like, "Hey, we're pulling your single from right radio. before you uh, go on the I river." Tell you said it. Not kidding. Right was, before you go on the riverfront stage in front of thousands like, of fans? That's just cruel. And I was just like, wow. And, and now you're supposed to go perform? And now I'm supposed to go perform. And then I was just like, all right, well, maybe, like, maybe this is not for me. Like, you know, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. And then somebody else said, like, I think Ray's lost the fire. And I was like, what's what's the fire? Like, what, the, the fire is... I got, like, because that was around the time I got married, and I was still saying yes to everything. Like, I just didn't, I didn't understand, you know, but obviously new people were being signed, new excitement, and I was just like, okay, like, I see what's going on. 
That was new, a, there's new puppies. There's you new know? puppies. And then, you're not you the know, new puppy anymore. I put together a project, brought it in, you know, it was told that it was vanilla. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, but this is my story. This is whatever. And that was a low point for me, but it's so funny because it was super low. And then I, I left that situation, went to another label and then they listened to the project and was like, holy crap, like, this is amazing. It ended up being a number one billboard record, which was Wild Horse. Um, wow. Such a vanilla record, huh? Such um, a, and that's why, you know, you just can't, you cannot, li- and no, not you everybody, can't listen to everybody's and opinion of two, you. It's like, some people can't see your vision and that's okay. Like, and that's one yeah. thing, another thing I, I tell artists too, like if I'm talking to somebody new, it's like, hey, just because somebody doesn't understand your vision, it doesn't mean that your vision's shit. Like exactly, take it somewhere else. Like they're not now, the only people with opinions. Like, they're not the only person with opinions. If they don't understand it, you don't want them to be on your team. You want people on your team that understand. That you, you don't have to convince. You don't to have love to you. convince to love you. If and like that, I get I get so discouraged when I see an artist get discouraged because a label didn't like them. I'm like, who gives a shit? You have everything you need to be an artist right now. Do it. And then let the fans come to you and then go get like a label situation. Like I, it's just so different. But anyways, that was a low point for me. But then, you know, it went high. But you didn't give up. Didn't give up. So did you, you went and shopped it. Went, went and shopped it, found, found a home for it. And then. But that takes courage to like, to like be told that you're vanilla, especially when you're this young. Yeah. And to have the confidence to go out there and put it out there when these big high executives told you it's not good. I, I remember the time I was like, all right. This sucks. And Josh was like, no, you, this is great. Like, this record's great. You can do it. And I was like, oh, I hate you, but okay, <laughs> let's try it. And then uh, we did that. And then when I think the biggest heartbreak for me was radio because, you know, you're told, oh, I'm going to add your song or, oh, I'm going to love you. I'm going to, you know, you're such a star. You're so this. You, you capture a room. You, you're everything that you want an artist. Blah, 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 blah. You hear it. And then you're just let down, let down, let down. That's like, dude, like, what, what am I doing wrong? And then you have to realize it's not you. Like, and I, and when I got to that point, that helped me. But another low point was probably, was it 2020? Um, I think everybody had low times in 2020, but it was probably after I had Daisy and I had a new, it was a new perspective of life. You know, when you become a mom, it's just, Life matters, but not as much. Because you're like, totally. okay, yes, I love what I do, but being her mom is the most important thing. Like, that euphoric newborn feeling, like, when I was nursing Daisy, and it was like, she was two weeks old, I was like, I'm never going to be on the road again. <laughs> you know, and then you get back, and you're like, all right, like, I miss it. And then you bring her out, and, like, now I see Daisy on the road, and I bring her on the tour bus, and she's just, like, killing it. She loves it. She loves the bus. She loves all of it. But I, you know, the first year with her was so much fun. But, you know, I was at a point where I just wasn't, like, booking as many shows, and I just felt pretty low, and it was the end of, I think it was the end of 2021. 20, you couldn't tour, too, because COVID. Tour. Touring was still not really back up and running, and I was just like, and I think I posted on my Instagram, but. I literally had nothing else to do but go. It was like, well, we can only go up from here. You know, like, all right, well, (laughs) let's see where this goes. But I was just like, when I first moved to town, like the Lord, I I was praying. I was like, God, what do I do? Like, you know, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what my word should be for this year. I don't want a stupid word. Like, I don't know what to do. And he said, I literally, like, they say you, 
and I don't sometimes I don't believe people can hear audibly for war, but I really did like hear him say like bet on me, like bet on me. And then I was reminded when I first moved to town in 2012 and lived at a apartment in the Gulch before the Gulch was what it was. I didn't have anybody to bet on. I I woke up every day just excited to be here with my guitar on my back, you know, extensions from Sally's that didn't match in my hair, you know, like <laughs> pumped as hell. Like everything was exciting. Nothing was not exciting. And I was just like happy as hell because I knew I was living my purpose out. I wasn't jaded by the by this industry. I was just doing what I love because I love to do it. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the who liked me, who didn't. I was just doing what was right in front of me, going through the doors that were opening for me. And if a door would be closed, I'd be like, I, I really will say, as a as, when I was like 18, 19, 20, like I would just let stuff roll back. Or if it's closed, it's not meant to be. Like I was, that's how I was. I was bulletproof. And I lost a little bit of that. Because you get so into this you just system get, where you think it has to be a certain it way. It has to be a certain way. And it, like you said, it, it can't. Doesn't. It doesn't have to. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to walk. Every every win is a win. Every failure is a closed door. And it's not a failure. It's just a chapter. It's God saying, I'm gonna continue not this way. Just to focus and bet on the Lord and just see what happens. And doing that, you know, my first independent record had over 100 million streams. Like, I've gotten to release a children's book. I've gotten to just do things outside of the box like do my first clothing collab I've always wanted to do stuff in fashion Buddy Loves with, and it's with Buddy so Love. you it's so cute and it's got I to mean, be like a boot line like I've just gotten to do so many things I've gotten to release music I love music that I'm passionate about songs like I've gotten to travel the world with my child like bring her on the road I was told that that wouldn't be a thing no my daughter goes with me on the bus she's the best kid ever on the bus like it's just everything that I've wanted for my life and more has happened. And I now, like, I was like, all right, well, this is fun. Like, betting on God is cool. Like, why haven't we been doing this our whole life? And it's just yes. like, but I think you can't, I think it's great to have goals. But I think it's always like, how much are you going to get done? Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, well, who cares? I want to focus on what's right in front of me. What's the next great song I can put out? What's the next move? Mm. And that's honestly where I've been in the last year and a half, two years, and just trusting in, in God's plan and focusing on my family, focusing on my husband, getting my mind right. I think it's taking me a while to be like spiritually and mentally sound. Mm. It's like I, processing just the jump start of my career, jump start of life, family, all that stuff. Like it, it's hard, you know, and, but I feel like I'm now in this like season of I'm okay if I'm not okay, and I'm okay if it all fizzled out tomorrow, and I'm okay if it all keeps on going. You know, it's just, yes. and I think that that's where the best music is made, too, and I'm, I'm really excited about this next project. I feel you on the letting go and letting God so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I feel like, and I just feel like I'm just not getting it yeah. to 40. I've had seasons where I've done that, and it's been we the all best go seasons, seasons of my life. And then I take control back, and then I try <laughs> to, like, you know, hold it really tight. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> It's like the guy behind the door, and he said, when you let God have control, but you're just checking on him. You're like, hey, I'm just, I'm in peeping in, I'm just checking, are you going to come in for this? I don't God, know you are. Test, test, are you there? Test, test. Yeah. I know, I'm so, I know. I'm like, I'm going to let you have control, but I'm still going to be a control freak. I'm going to let you have control, God, okay? Yeah, you can't do that. You just got to relax, But dude. finally, though, God will knock, for, for me at least, and I've realized this through a lot of podcast yeah. interviews and like talking to you, it's like, finally, I feel like God will 
take you to the mat enough so when you finally are on that mat and you're looking up and you're like okay I tap out like I'm out I don't have any more moves like I am out of moves I literally have played them all yeah I don't have one more um I don't have I don't have any clue what to do next so then it's like basically I feel like for the first time in my life, I woke up in 2024 this year and I was like, my year is lighthearted. It's freedom. And it's freedom because I'm letting God direct it. I've been trying to plan it. I've been yeah. trying to, I've been upset that things haven't gone a certain way, you know, had heartbreak, had disappointments. And, and it's okay to grieve those things. Like yeah. it's okay to want things for your life. You know, I think the hardest part about growing up in a Christian home, and I'm very thankful, I love Jesus more than anything, is I got so obsessed with like first of all I do believe and you're supposed to be thankful like I thank you Jesus for this and and staying in a thankful heart but I think I never I stayed so much in a place of um I can't be upset about that because I got to be grateful Mm. that I never like fully like grieved certain things that actually like I should have grieved do you know what I'm saying because I never wanted to let myself grieve because I felt I can't grieve because I don't want God to think that I'm not thankful like and I'm because I am thankful for my family I'm thankful for this I'm thankful for my daughter I'm thankful but no it's okay to feel it feel feel it and be sad like be sad but you got to get back up well you can know that God is still in control and guiding you but you're you're just in a really low you you can still be sad and I think that's the thing is I I kind of pushed down those feelings for a lot of years of like oh I can't be upset about that because God did this or God, and it's good to stay in that mindset because I do believe that you should one the biggest things that my mother-in-law said to me oh my god I love my mother-in-law but she said anytime you're feeling super woe is me 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 and you're low about yourself she said go do something for somebody else mm. go take somebody some food go take somebody to lunch that you know needs it and it always got me out of a funk and I love that but also you do have to you do have to grieve some things and I think that that's okay and well necessary and then when you do like prop properly go through things you can when you do have another win or something like that you've you're good and then you're excited you know well, it just makes you such a more um the highs are great but you you don't cling for the high you don't cling for the low you know it's oh my all god i always go. say i'm so i'm just jaded enough i say that now like and the moments like, oh my God, I didn't feel it. I was like, great girl, you know, <laughs> I'm loving it. good, you know, we're all back on the road, you know, putting out the music. How you feel about that? Awesome. And then when I'm slow, I'm like, cool, been here before, you know what I mean? I think it makes you bulletproof. And it that's does. Because you know it can come. I and, you, would ne- and that's why I would never, you know it can go. that's why I would never change. Like, cause I was like, if I looked back, I think I would maybe just, if I had to change something, which I won't, but if I did, let's say I did, I would have started music later in life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like professionally. Mm. But then I think about all the cool shit that I've gotten to do as a like 18 year old, like playing the Grand Ole Opry. Like, I mean, oh, like yeah. there's things that like, that's what I'm saying. I would never change my journey, but if I did like, that would be what it was. It is. But like, that's just, that's the thing is you never, but I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through what I've gone through. So, okay. So I want to talk about a lot of, a few of your songs in yeah, particular. Let's do it. Because, First off, like everyone's childhood, whether you feel like you have a perfect childhood or you have a really traumatic every, childhood. Every childhood goes through their... Yeah. You're going to have to like process your childhood. Yeah. And so you actually had a pretty intense childhood. Yeah. And I've been listening to your story a lot. Like I didn't realize your mom had four kids and was married. Like yeah. I thought your parents just got married 
and had you and then got divorced. But it's like, there's a really huge story yeah. to your beginning. Huge gap. Yeah. And like, so, so you, okay, tell a little bit about your story because love triangle yeah. and then you kind of answer love triangle with the broken one. I feel like, yeah. is that like the answer to Yes, it? it's definitely the answer. Oh, and then, and then like she chose me. She chose me. Yeah. Like you almost, your mom was in such a situation that like she almost chose an abortion. Yeah, absolutely. And you almost weren't here. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. This is so much to process at 17 mm-hmm. when you're growing up in front of the world and like you're learning about your childhood and you're even like figuring out what divorce is and like yeah. figuring out what your parents went through. You don't even know, you know, like it's hard to even like mm-hmm. understand that. I feel like I'm, I'm like an onion, obviously. And the Lord's just like peeling back certain layers. And I didn't really know my parents' full story. Um, like I knew, obviously, the divorce, uh, going through that love triangle. Were your, it, was your mom, do you know the four, like, are you close to the four yeah, siblings? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're super close. They're my siblings. You did know? your mom and her first husband, are, did they still get along? Yeah, they're still getting along. Great. Do your dad Uncle and your Joe. mom get along now? Yeah, everybody's great. But yeah. there was a season when they didn't get along. Yeah, well, they, I would just say, like, Uncle Joe. It was, everybody's Uncle great. Joe. Everybody's, everybody's great. great. Uncle Joe. I mean, yeah. that's a, a testament, testament to everyone in your I, family. I think, I think it's just testament to Jesus, honestly. It's but the like, fact that everybody short, can get over that, you, I don't, like, I think the thing is, is, like, you just have to, when kids are involved and, like, grandkids, you've got to be like, okay, are we going to focus on this? Are we going to focus on, you know, the pain, the hurt, the, the hurt situation. Because everybody's hurt, but are we going to focus on that? Or are we going to continue to move forward and and be a family, right? And I think that that's kind of where my family was always at. I mean, you I'm an sure, only child with your mom and dad. Yes, I'm, I'm the only child. So my mom and dad they uh, they got divorced when I was three years old. They shouldn't. They were a match made in hell. They should have <laughs> never gotten married. It you was should like, write that song. I know. Genuinely, I've, I have it on my notes. How is your like, mom? But did your mom and dad also like you've exposed their life in your songs too? Yeah, I'm sure I mean, that's been hard and healing for it. You know, <laughs> but also I, maybe my made dad gets really emotional during my sets. I'm like, Dad, leave during this song. Leave during this song. It's okay. Like he's just he's very emotional. But I, um, you know, so love triangle match made in hell. Was, they really were. Um, you know how you normally have one crazy parent? I have two wild parents. That's like, probably why the they're passion. Di- they're different kind of wild. Like my mom's loud, wild, you know, whatever. My dad is like Louisiana Kunas crazy. Like he is like a character out of like a book. He'd be in Talladega Nights, like not even kidding you. Like he is hilarious. That's probably why there's some and serious I, passion there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could totally see it. <laughs> but I, um, so yeah, when I, you know, it was really hard for me because I felt like when I first moved to town, I was just writing a bunch of songs that were just like pop bops that didn't really like, I mean, they were fun. They were different. But, but you're like, man, I didn't have a part and I was like, to get out of here. And I was like, I feel like, well, I've never really been brokenhearted or like, I was like, I don't think I've gone through any pain. Like I haven't gone through anything. And like, right. I was like mad. I was like, where's my trauma? Oh, and I found it. And then, and then <laughs> oh, it showed up. I was, you know, somebody that I really look up to is like, you know, right where you're at, like show up to every right and right where you're at. And so I was headed to a right with Nicole Gallion mm. and Jimmy and She Robbins. was like a mentor for you. She's a big mentor to me. She's still like a big sister to me. And I was headed to a right with them, with those two. And thank God they were people that I trusted and they were, they were new friends, but they felt like old friends. And I sit down and I was like, y'all, I gotta be honest. I'm so like irritated right now. Like I'm going through all this stuff with my parents you know, I'm 19. Why am I still in the middle? Like, I'm just over this shit. Like, Did your parents I, not get along for a long time? It's not that they didn't get along. It's just tense. You know, it, and, and, and I think about, like, if I was in their shoes, like, 
it's just tense. Like you just, you know, like when you're around your mom, when you talk about, when you love your being with your dad too much, that she's probably getting her feelings hurt. Vice versa. That's just a lot. When I think about Daisy, you know, I would never want if we weren't together, like let's say, and which is never going to happen. Like I would never, but also like, what if I had a lot of pain towards Josh? Like, I don't know. Like, so, but kids pick up on everything. Daisy, like I was being funny and put a color pencil in my mouth a couple days ago and she puts a color pencil in her mouth and starts laughing. So it's like kids pick up, they mimic, they see and, and they know, oh, if, if, if I'm talking about daddy, mommy gets a little squirmy or like mommy gets, and it's like, it's not like it was outwardly like, but it was just, I, it was this tense feeling and like, I just, you know, hated it, you know, and I just, and, and it, other things, but. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The yeah, love so, triangle. I mean, that one. Yeah. That is like a. That is the. It was that a, is the most heartbreaking, truest, the best divorce song from a child's perspective I have ever heard in my yeah. entire life. And I am. Um, it's so funny because when I go back and listen to it, I don't even. This might be very blonde of me to admit. I don't even realize like. Because love triangle was such a whirlwind too, like the chorus, like, you know, maybe it's because I'm married now and I have a daughter, but some mamas and daddies living in a straight line, like just the way that the the lines just go together and like seeing fans, like that that song has been my biggest connection with my fans in so many ways. But when we were writing this the was song Nicole that and day, Jimmy. Nicole and Jimmy, I was like, I'm really sad. Let's write an upbeat song today. And I was like, I have a title name called Love Triangle. Let's write it about me, you know, falling in love with having two guys that I think are cute or whatever. And then I said that right when I came in before I started being emotional. And she was like, okay, you know, they're just trying to be sweet or whatever. And then I was like, and then like, I think it was Nicole or somebody like my, I was just, I got really down and you can tell because I'm a very uppy person. Like, you know, when you see a text message and you're just like, whatever. And um, she's like, what's going on? And then I just started like venting about what it's like to be stuck in between two parents and then when I started talking they all looked at each other and we were like oh this is what love triangle is supposed to mean there's God again God at the end yeah and it's like and then we God though making that moment yeah it was literally like a little songbird went on our shoulder my shoulder our shoulders that day and we wrote that song within a couple hours like two and a half hours it was so fast and it was crazy because I was just meeting with a new manager um the next day, and her name was Carrie Hansen, and Carrie, you know, managed the Judds and uh, Joanna Smith. Like at the time, she had like cute few acts, but the biggest person was the Judds and Wine on a Judd. And I was going to meet with her, and um, I remember I had like a beanie on, a sweatshirt. I just didn't really care because I was just like going between rides. I was like, "Hey, this is the only time I can work. I'm not going to look like a star that day, but <laughs> you can you can see through the mess, hopefully." And you always um, look like a star, Raylan. I'm so sorry. Sweet. You you're can't so hide sweet. it. You can't hide that shine. You're very sweet. But I walked in and we're talking and I'm playing her some songs and she was really sweet. And I was like, oh, wait, I got a new song that I just wrote yesterday called Love Triangle. Can I listen to it on your speaker? And the first time I listened to Love Triangle, I was in a room with the girl that ended up being my manager. But she like, I'll never forget, I played it for her. And she was like, she like looked at me and I was like, and then I'm crying and processing like, oh, this song's actually really good. Like whatever in front of this girl I just met. And I was like, sorry, like, it's so funny. And then, you know, ended up changing my life. Like, and two, I will say Love Triangle was one of the first songs in town that got me a lot of credibility as a songwriter and put me in rooms with songwriters I would have never dreamed of working with. And it just really like, jump started that side of everything for me like oh she's not just the kitschy girl and that's when that you really started diving into the and truth and that's when I really just started diving into the truth it's like okay yeah keep up's fun rowdy's fun that's definitely and my that's a part of you oh my gosh but it's not all of me and you know I, as I've continued this journey I've realized okay my fans grasp obviously they love the fun songs but they really grasped towards the storytelling with me and me talking more about my life and as I've started to uncover things in my life the, the biggest way for me to process something emotionally in my life is to write about it. Um, and, you know, when I processed, I, I found out a couple in, couple years into my marriage with Josh that 
And I started just asking questions like, oh, you know, when did mom get pregnant with me? Or like, when did this happen? And, or, you know, whatever. And the timeline just wasn't lining up. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I found out that my mom, you know, almost, you know, had an abortion with me. Because she was going to maybe go back with her she husband. Was gonna, she was, was going to get back together with her husband. And, and I thought about that. I was like, okay. Like, because I, I always try to put myself in other people's shoes, right? And like, think about, obviously I can't feel what my mom felt. But she had to have been really, really, really freaking low. Really low. Really low to think, oh, you know, I have to end this child's life. Like, like after she had four. After she had four, know what what life's like. Know what a child's like. Like, you have to be at a very low spot. And to be in a situation where she is ready to be with someone else, too. Yeah, and it's like, but I think think times have changed in that. Like, because I think back then, you know, you would have to get a divorce and get married to the other person. But I think now, you know, Hopefully you could work it out in Jesus' name. It would take a lot of Jesus and not have to give up your whole life to do the right thing. Does that right. make sense? Right. And, and even how you said she shows me, like, people talk in that small town. Yeah, and and everybody has opinions. Everybody has opinions. And I, you know, and I, I wrote She Chose Me. Um, I was like, damn, like, this song is really great. Because I wanted it to come from a perspective of, you know. She had the appointment. Yeah, she had the appointment and everything. And I... I was like, I want to write a song. How do you write a song that talks about such a deep subject but not come across judgmental, but also not even just that, like, you know, because everything's so political and, you know, black and white and this and this and, like, everybody's so, like, all of it. And it's like, I'm not that. I just want to love people and, and write music and be authentic. But if I'm not being authentic to myself, then why am I in music? Like, Freaking Johnny Cash wrote hard songs. Loretta Lynn wrote hard songs. Dolly Parton wrote hard songs. Like, and that's what made them the artists they are today. And if I feel like I can't even write about it, like, then we're we're in a really bad spot, right? And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write my story. And if that's what I'm doing, I'm sticking to the story and we'll see what happens. And I wrote, we wrote She Chose Me. And I wasn't going to put it on my project. Were I, you worried about your mom? Um, No. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I was worried. I was, I wasn't worried because I, first of all, you know, it was her it, choice. It was, it was her choice. And, and, and two, like, I felt like this song is going to do so much good. And it goes to show that everybody's human. Mm. We're all human. We all go through low moments and it's all about how you handle those low moments. And obviously, thank you, Jesus. I'm here. But like, I'm, I think that there's more good that this is going to do being out than bad. Um, and so anyways, I, like I said, I wasn't going to put it out and I was just like, this is more for me. Like, it's like writing in a diary. Why weren't you going to put it out? I'll tell you why. Oh, so I, so I was like, this is the song. Like I wrote, it'd be like me writing in my diary. I don't want you to know anything. This is my song. She chose me. Was it kind of like hurtful to you to think that you might've been like, was that kind of like, uh, hard for you to let people know that you might've been a Yes. And I didn't know how people would receive that. Like, cause at that time when I released it, I mean, it was very, it was very, everything was very political. Everything was very heated. Everybody got upset about everything. And I was like, well, I don't want somebody to get an, a negative view on me, who I am as a person because of the song that I'm releasing. And, but anyways, I was like, all right, we're just going to shell this song for a little bit. We'll just put it over here. And I did a, a podcast with Tom Douglas that let me tell me about your father. And I ended up 
you know, airing out everything. We were talking about everything. I mean, there's something about Tom Douglas. Oh, God. Like, you do, you well, he's could, like the best songwriter yeah, in the world. It's like, so just imagine talking with him. Yeah. He's and, like writing the song of your life in the podcast. Yeah, he's literally like, <laughs> here's your life in a song. And it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and so I, um, I tell him about this. I start breaking down crying. It was great. Not great, but you know. Cathartic. It was very cathartic. And so... Ross Copperman, who is the guy that's helping him like produce the podcast out. Man, what a said, dream hey, team. <laughs> Tom yeah, Douglas and Ross Copperman. Yeah. And so he said, uh, do you mind if I play She Chose Me at the end of the podcast? And I was like, oh, great. Yeah, who go cares? For go for it. <laughs> and I think that they got over like 30,000 downloads. Like it was wild how big that podcast got from that one story. I think, I don't, yeah, it was, it was wild. It, it got huge. Like, and I was like, oh my God, what the heck? And I saw such a, a surge in love for She Chose Me. And I was like, you know what? It's just going to live on that podcast. It'll just be something that lives on the podcast. Well, I was picking records for Baytown, songs for Baytown, my latest uh, full-length album, which is titled after my hometown. Every country artist has got to title a record after their hometown. You just got to let them do it. <laughs> and um, I had this reoccurring dream mm. three nights in a row. Does that happen to you often? Not reoccurring ones, okay. you know? And I'm not very like... I know when I feel like a dream is worthwhile. And then some dreams I'm like, okay, that meant nothing. But then I was, but when you have some, when you have the same dream three nights in a row, like God is definitely telling you something. And I was sitting down with my manager and another person I look up to in the industry. And I was going through my songs, like for my record. And I was like, this song, this song, she chose me. And I just said, she chose me three different times. And in the dream, in the dream, I'm just going through the same dream, going through the list of songs. I kept saying, she chose me. And I was like, all right, God, well, obviously you want this song to go on the record. So we put it on the record. Um, the record comes out a week after I have Daisy. So emotions are high. Oh, man. You know? Gosh, you have birthed a record and a baby in the same week? Well, we had everything in the can, but yes, the record came out. Gosh, yeah. that's a big, and my, that's my, a my, big my, moment. My legs were still swollen from that uh, <laughs> that freaking epidural. You know what I mean? I had my compression socks on. Raylan! When I look back at my knees, I'm like, damn, like how did those, I remember looking at my ankles, I was like, Maybe one day I'll see my ankles again. <laughs> like, you know how it is. It's but wild. your, like, little nervous system has gone through so much. Like, you yeah. put yourself out there on such a big <laughs> level, always. So, I am, you know, breastfeeding Daisy. Watching, new album came out. New, new album came out. Watching Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and I, um, literally, videos just start flying in of She Chose Me. Like, when I tell you thousands and thousands of videos. I think between all the platforms, there's almost a million videos out there now. People like, choosing life. Choosing life. Young young girls telling their stories. People choosing adoption. People choosing, like, IVF. <sighs> people choosing, just people advocating for life and children. And I was just like, and just being, I mean, I still, like, tear up talking about it because I was just like, dude, this is, like, this is what music's about. It's not about the fluff. It's not about where your song ends up on a chart. It's about affecting people's lives. And if... Like, and I've always said, if my song touches one person, if it changes one heart, then I've done my job. You've done and, your job, right? And, like, I think back at that moment, and I was like, you know, I know that God has me here for a reason, and this and this song really changed my perspective of, of what I thought about the music that I put out. And I was like, you know what? I will never not go with my gut mm. on what I'm supposed to put out. And then, you know, that song obviously took off. Keep Up did really well, which was fun. And, um, you know, I, I released Broken One. And Man, that one. Broken One. Oh. I, I teased it on Instagram. And it, I think it had like a couple thousand, like, 
comments and was just it kind of just took off and and basically the the story behind broken one is you know you found a home and a girl from a broken one and it's finding love and finding a resting place and finding a partner when all you've known is separation and I think the biggest part for me was feeling good enough for Josh and even though I knew I was good enough I knew the Lord rewrote my story I know I know what God says about me but I was like damn like I like when I first went to see Josh's I'll never forget it was kind of a culture shock because I'm used to split homes I'm used to holidays being chaotic going to this person this person this person and I'm not saying any of that's bad I'm like everybody's life perspective is different and they make them who they are and it makes them who they are but did you feel but when I went to his house in Georgia you know meeting his mom with his dad seeing them together loving never seen that never seen that and walking up and down the hallway and seeing all these cute photos from like you know they're all wearing the same outfit, cute as hell, like photos of Josh. And I was just like, damn, like, this is like, this is the dream. Like, this is wild. And I've gotten to do some of the coolest things in life. But what Josh's mom and dad have done are cooler than anything that I've ever done. Like the family, the love, the children, all their kids love them, all their kids. Nobody's perfect. Every family's got their shit. But like, it's not about that. Like, the legacy that they're going to leave behind, damn, like, this is what I want for my life. And so I'm in the writing room with my buddies, Justin Morgan and Jason Duke. And, you know, we it's so crazy. So Justin Justin's wife, her parents are divorced. Jason's wife, her parents are divorced. And then both of their parents are married. Mm. So they both have felt it from a marriage perspective with their wife. Like, I remember the first fight me and Josh had. I'm like, oh, he's gone. He's leaving my crazy ass. Like, you know, I was thinking, because that's all I've known. I'm like, okay. And I was like, oh, he stayed. Oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just that that feeling of like, and so we wrote, and then I, I had the idea, broken home, and then it ended up being the, like, the track being, you know, she found, he found a home and a girl from a broken one. And I love that song because it's like the buck stops with me. Like when I, you know, I see my daughter and I see the life that we have now. And I always tell this to, I'll tell this to Josh's dad because Josh's dad came from a broken home too. And he prayed every day over his children. Like he's like, I prayed a blessing over them. I prayed that the, that the spirit, like, like the divorce spirit that was on, you know, with my parents that it would be broken, that all my kids would be married, that they would have great marriages, long-lasting marriages. And I said, isn't it so funny when you prayed that over your your son, you also broke that off, of, like you prayed that over me too. And I said, you didn't even know that like you weren't just touching like his life, you were touching my life too. And it's just like, but that's how that's how God works. He's like, he, he, does, he has his, we think we have our way of praying. Like, oh, I want this, but you don't understand who else like that a prayer respecting. And, um, yeah, I mean, that Broken One has been one that's been a great song. And I, it's, it is the answer to Love Triangle. Because it's like, what, what happens after a Love Triangle? Where, where does that girl go? And that's why that song was, you know, birthed through the process after, you know, Love Triangle. So, Broken One. But, and I feel like, I feel like I didn't come from a divorced family. But I feel, my, Michael did. He yeah. came from a divorced family. And I feel like... Um, 
Your dad's awesome. He got bit by a shark, right? Yeah. Okay. I always remember that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can never in forget. In the face. Yeah. He was so happy. Wait, he like he literally it. got bit by a freaking shark in the face. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, every time I think about your dad, I'm like I think I told Josh, I was like, yeah, her dad's got bit by a shark. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's he's got he's, extreme energy. Like dad yeah, is. He's great. He's great. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So, I feel though like your little spirit, your little soul was looking 
for a resting place. Yeah. Even though like you have love with your mom and your dad and your family. It's, it's not just about like, that. It's just you were rest. just all over the place. Like you could not rest. Like yeah. your whole childhood, you had no place to rest. Yeah. Because you were always torn. You know? Yes. And when you, it's crazy that you say that because, um, like my therapist said that to me. She said, I think you, you've always had to go, go, go holidays, go, go, go this. You have to be but happy. When, but when you're with Josh and when you're with his family, you rest, you stay in one spot. You get to, you get to relax. Like you get to let, take off the railing blanket and actually be yourself and you don't have to be anything else you know and did like, you have because did you feel like you kind of had to like keep everybody oh, in oh a, yeah in a yeah, good everything's spot entertaining because you yeah. don't want to feel the sadness when you're a kid no you're already oh, you feeling don't. enough and you continue to go and, and i have that personality i i i want to go 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 instead of dealing with stuff because it just helps me just to not have it. to deal yeah, with the sadness feel it. just keep on going but josh has been a resting place and, and his family has been that for me too but that yeah, and this and the video is my favorite. One oh, of my, that video is so my, that good. That video is so great. It starts off with love triangle, and then it goes into broken one. And I just, you know, but that's what music's about. And I and I'm very, very, very excited about this new chapter. Tell me about the new chapter. What's the new? Because you've spilled your heart, and I feel like you have to do that. You have to go oh through your God. pain. You have to process it, and you've processed it through your songs, and you shared it with the world, and let other people yeah. heal through it. Which is such a gift, Raylan. And the fact that you never went rogue and you were able to keep yourself together <laughs> enough not to like, you know, really have to pick yeah. up the pieces of a mental breakdown. Not that we yeah. don't all have no. yeah. breakdowns. But like, you know, you've been able to like hold it. And Josh has been that for you. Oh, yeah. That safe spot. But yeah, it's like safe spot. you've healed yourself and so many other people by your vulnerability. And the fact that you've been willing to share this really hard, painful story through yeah. song. And I, I think that that's what I'm continuing to do is just... Do you feel Tell like the pain story. isn't there as much, though, now that oh, you've no, shared no, no. it? Like, it's, it's more of a scar instead of an open not, wound? Yes, that's it. And honestly, the it's not, you know, I think, you know, I always say it's like, I'm grateful for it. Like, I, I always think that every everybody's got to go through a little something, you right? You did the work to heal but it. You, gotta, you didn't just let, you I'm didn't tuck I did it. it young. I'm thankful I did it young, and I'm thankful I had the right people around me. And the one thing, another thing is, like, replacing things in my life with good people and, and good habits. Like that's been a, a big thing. It's like, you know, what can I, who can I lean on that was this person in my life now? Like that's a healthy person. So it's just like finding those people around you that you can bring around. But I, this new chapter, I'm just, you know, I'm writing where I'm at. I, I don't go to a write unless I'm inspired. I'm mm. not going to write five days a week. You probably know who I'm you want to write with too. I know who I want to write with. Or I'll write with new people. I, I love writing with new people because they are out of the you know music row bubble and they just think outside of the box, and that's what I want. But I think now that the music industry has changed so much with, like, streaming and, like, your platform is just on your phone, it's just everything is so different now. There's no, you know, black and white way of doing things that it's given me the freedom to be super creative, and I'm not worried about... So you like how it's evolved. I, I love the way it's evolved. I think... The biggest thing for me is finding my, you know, ecosystem of what I I think it should be like because it, it is like the wild west right now. And there's so much, and there's so many ways to put out your music. There's so many so many platforms you can focus on that'll pop you off or whatever. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna keep on releasing music, do this tour, and see what the Lord has, and just do what feels like the next right thing. Amen. And Lord, um, I feel you on that. I but this project is coming together so great. I just. It's obviously like a lot of heart. It's, you know, I, I 
being married for almost nine years, that comes with its highs and lows and all those things and like talking about that and being really honest about like, what's it like to say, no, I'm like, we're in this. Like we're every year, me and Josh look at you like, really doing it, aren't we? <laughs> but it's true. And it's like, there's nobody like, and I'm not going to say nobody because I'm sure there's an artist out there somewhere. There's always artists that are telling, telling stories, but artists need to write where they're at. And because there is somebody that maybe is in a marriage for a long time and, you know, like are in a low part, but they're going to, they just need somebody to say, Hey, stick it out. Cause once you get over, <gasps> when you get over a yes, low point yes. and you get back up, you love that person so much more. You're like, Oh Preach my it. God. But it's like people writing about that. And like, that's the thing. It's like, I've always tried to be like, oh, I got to appeal to this person. I got to appeal to this guy. I got to appeal to this country radio. No, I'm just going to write where I'm at and, and it's going to find its fans. It's going to find its place. And I'm like, and I love Jesus, but I'm not the picture perfect-esque version of the Lord. Like I am. Yes, you are because you're real. (laughs) Thank you. Jesus was real. He was real. He was real. But I'm just saying like, I've. I've let that go too. Cause it's like, I felt like I've always tried to like, your heart too. is guided by God and yeah. that's all that yeah. you got to do. And so the music has that roughness, but it also has that like spiritual ask that I feel like all country music does have. It has that. I love country music because country music has an underlying faith, which, you know, you'll hear a guy talking about a beer and the next part talking about Jesus. And I think that that, part about country music. Well, you got to have fun. It's in real. Life. If it's, it's all real. serious, oh then, God, oh my God, we it. can't make it through. But I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. It's very, what's the vibe of this new album? I would say organic, but like, what is the feelings that are emoting? Because like, you know, with like motherhood, okay. Um, marriage, fun. Obviously I have to have fun. Um, very country, super country, uh, the lyrics, the melody and really great storytelling. I would say, is it a, do you feel like you're, is because like some of you've had some heavy topics in the past mm-hmm. and like some heartache, but it's like beautifully. There's a few it, heavy topics on this, this one about motherhood and marriage and yeah, just, yeah. Motherhood probably. Yeah. What has been the hardest part for motherhood for you? Um, actually I love motherhood. I love motherhood. I, I can't, I love it. Every I bit think of it. the biggest thing for me being a mom is like, I can't believe like God trusts me with this precious human being. And it's like, I see a lot of like, I've just grown so much as a person because I know the things that I would never let like happen to her. And like, so I just, I feel like processing that, like of just uh, this protectiveness, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's been very interesting, but I, I've never been one of those people that, Thank you, Jesus. Like some people deal with postpartum depression, stuff like that. I never felt like I lost myself. I felt like I was exactly who I was meant to be being a mother. Probably, probably more than that. Like I just, she just gave me such a sense of foundation that, but I've always wanted to be a mom. I've wanted to be a mom since we got married. Like I was ready. I was like, let's go. But I, but I'm thankful, you know, we were married for five years before we got pregnant with Daisy. Um, But yeah, I just, and two, I, I think, I hate toxic mom culture more than anything. Uh, and you really stand up against that. I stand up against it. I'm so against it. Because people are saying, what, you, you can't be, be a first mom of all, and a career being, woman? This is the thing. If you are a stay-at-home mom, that is a job. Oh, my God. You know yes. it. Oh, Everybody for knows sure. It is, it is a job. First of all, like and this is one of the best ways I've heard it. I obviously have help with Daisy. I have somebody that helps me with my day-to-day. But, like, 
there is somebody doing that job that I can't do because I'm working. Because it's a so job. If I, because it's a job. <laughs> we pay somebody to help because it's a job. So when somebody says that being a stay-at-home mom's not a job, I'm like, They lost their mind. You've lost your ever-loving mind. It lost is a job. It. And, but I... You know, I have help on certain days and then there's other days that I don't. And like, I don't have a full-time nanny. I was like, cause I want to be a little uncomfortable. I want to, okay, if you need to meet with me, Daisy Ray's got to come. All right. She's coming to lunch. All right. Go between this time and this time. Cause she's got a nap and you don't want to hang out with her when she doesn't have a nap. Cause I'm going <laughs> to leave her with you. But you know, I'm just saying like, it's like, I'm never going to make her feel like she is not a priority. And I think you know, that's why I bring her on the road. I want Daisy to experience life with mommy. I don't want her to think she chose a career. And mommy me. leaves and does her career without me, me. Yeah, mommy leaves. I think she. it's good for her to know that mommy goes to work, whatever. But she is chosen. She is a part of this family. She is a part of my career. She's a part of my life. She is not second. Mm. And that has been the biggest thing for me. And yes, it's hard being a being married like being married's hard being a mom is hard having a career is hard like not having a career is hard all of it is hard you, you choose your choose hard. your hard and you go for it yeah and I but there's so there's something that opens up for you when you have a kid and the life like the creativeness that has opened up in my heart the just the way I view things like things just roll off my back in a different way. And it's just like, I know I'm standing up for something and, and like bigger than me because I have a child now. So it's, it's just different. And I'm just, I think my biggest thing that like another thing that I want to do is like inspire. Like if you want to be a mom, go be a mom. Like you can be a mom and be an artist. You can do it. Is it hard? Yes. But like, I love seeing more artists if it's what you want. Cause if you don't want it, that's fine. But I'm just saying if it's what you want and you have a desire in your heart to be a a parent and a mother don't put it off don't put it off do it and god will give you the resources he's gonna take care of you you're still gonna be hot you're gonna be cool like all that is bullshit and who cares if if people you don't, don't care if, if you, you don't, don't wash up goods because i'm mom cool bro i don't even give a shit about your opinion i care about josh's opinion the lord's and my daughter's so it's like <laughs> it's all about like your perspective yeah you know? and i I'm really excited seeing like, you know, Maddie and Tay being moms and Mackenzie Porter's pregnant now. And like, there's just, and then a lot of songwriters, like even Nicole Galley, when she was talking about when I had Charlie, the world opened up for me. And I think that there's a, a lot of song. It's just, it's just really cool. But I, one of my biggest things in this next phase of my life is just to advocate for just being a positive light as a mom. And mm. cause it's, it's hard. I mean, you're a mom, you, you get it. But I agree with you, though. It has been the absolute greatest blessing of my yeah. life. I, I mean, feel like sunny, I was wandering until I had yeah, her. Yeah, and then you have her, and it's like, do you also feel like, what did I do with my life before my child? Yeah, and like, I cared about all this stuff, because, like, you literally have no extra bandwidth to care about I don't even anything. get my nails done anymore. I took off chipped blue nail polish this morning with a toilet paper, because I don't have any uh, cotton swabs, because yeah. Sunny's used them all to put on fake lotion on her face. Oh and so God, I was like, I, I can't that. come in with chipped blue nail polish. Yeah, but I just, like, you know... Nope, I don't wear long nails anymore. I don't do certain things, but I will always keep my extensions and I will always, whatever. But I'm just saying like, you pick your things. You pick. But I... Because you have no extra time because people are like, well, what are you doing? It's like, if you're with your kid, that is what you are doing. That's like, what you're doing you, all the time. Yeah, you're like chasing them around and wiping their butt and like cleaning up messes and making food. But, but even like, like when you go to a party, you don't really enjoy a party. Like it, it's fine, but you're chasing your child. Yeah. Like, you have to oh, take yeah. care of your child. So, yes. But no, it's, um, that's been another thing for me is just like, you know, and, and I, I feel like a lot of my friends are like, you were, I was one of the first ones to get married 
Yeah, like, at 21? At 21. Like, I mean, that's... And then everybody started kind of getting married. A few people have had divorces. You're the first like, to do a lot of things, right, Lynn? Just, but you know what? We've stuck it out. We're here, you know? Like, you were just ready sooner. Yeah. You know? And your I life got you ready. Yeah, it's it's been it's been cool, but I'm I'm very excited. And now look at you in the matching outfits. I know. I love Like Josh outfits. had on the... And I, I just got into them. How did I get into them so late? It's so fun. Mommy and twin. me is fun. I'm, de- I'm dead over I, I it. Lo- I love to match her and... Like, I always like to color, like, you know, we don't have to be matchy-matchy all the time, but, like, she wore her Barbie sweatsuit, and so then I wore a gray sweatsuit with, like, a pink, um, like, vest. Like, we always are coordinating. We're coordinating girlies 24-7, me and Daisy. She is... Well, Sunny will get upset with me if I don't... If we if we can't, like, make it match, then she gets upset about it oh. and wants me to change, though. Oh, That's no. been a problem, because, like, I have to, like... We have to have the same vibe on, like, with this outfit. Like, she didn't have this on uh-huh. today. So she did not want me to wear this. No. So I have to like fight for clothes How when I'm doing now? four and a half. Oh my gosh. Full, full opinion of everything. Oh yeah. So it's like, if I'm not in her, if it's not suitable to her standards, like she won't let me wear it. That's so funny. Yeah. So the matching is great. Daisy until, loves, like, Daisy's really into makeup. So <laughs> yeah. when I get my makeup done or whatever, she wants to touch, she wants to, she uses my, her crowns to like give me, you know, eyeshadow mm-hmm. or whatever, but she is so, she's so fun. I love you, Raylan. I'm going to wrap up you. with leave your light. What, it's just a full big question. What do you want people to know? About me? About you, about life, what you've gathered over this whole journey. Like what's a little piece of wisdom that you just want to leave with people that you think could really help them in their lives? First of all, I mean, that's a really, that's a big question. Super broad. Super broad. (laughs) Um, I'll just go with what's worked for me and just like, I don't know what everybody's faith is. For me, it's Jesus um, and God, and I believe he's the creator of the universe. But, like, when things feel out of control, just to let it go. and Let it be out of control. Let it be. Like, yeah, and just do the next right thing and keep going through the doors that are working for you. And, And don't force things to happen, but just really, truly, you don't have to be a believer of God to let, let go and let God control your life. Like, and I, you know, I, I would say that. I would just say that, you know, fight for what's right in your life. You know, the, the convictions you have, the values you have, like stick with those because they're in you for a reason. And, you know, cha- like follow the next right thing and don't get too obsessed with the rest of it. Amen. Raylan, I'm going to church with Raylan. Thank you so much for joining me on Get Real. This is amazing. You're kicking off the season this year, so Again, I really appreciate it. Kicking off the season 2024. That's right. It's going to be a great year. Okay. Love you, Raylan. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.